episode of No Look Podcast, the basketball pod where we shoot the breeze about fits, fracases, and other fun stuff. It's Indiana Pacers week. How's it going, Sarah? Um, the sun's out. I'm so happy. Uh, I think everything's great. That's how it's going. How are you, Laura? I'm well. I mean, I'm physically well since last time when I was very, very sick, but... Good news, good news. Yeah, fought through it in the name of the pod. Did you have a good basketball week? I did have a good basketball week. I um, watched the Indiana Pacers lose to the New York Knicks last night. Me too. Just wanted to prepare for the podcast by immersing myself into Pacers life with a little more depth. And I have to say that just in time for Indiana Pacers week, I would officially like to announce that I'm an Indiana Pacers fan. Thank it happened you. Yes. for me last night. Um, obviously, I still miss Pascal. I mean, he'll always be a Raptor to me in many ways. And I don't know, I think I might kind of be in like weird shock still and like not have fully grasped that Pascal Siakam isn't a Toronto Raptor anymore. But um, if he's going to be not a Raptor, I think this is a really lovely, safe team for him. Yeah, I mean, well, number one, we're happy to have you uh, over here in Canadian Pacers fandom. I, too, watched the Indiana Pacers-Knicks game, and it was, like, surprisingly um, dramatic at the end, Mm -hmm. and I I loved it. I was like, this is, as my partner said last night, uh, he was like, oh, the Pacers are who the Raptors should be, and it was just, like, dagger twist (laughs) shout out to dan he doesn't listen to this but um uh yeah he he was right it is the team that should be it's like where the raptors were like five years ago Um, totally i think they remind me a lot of like the championship raptors where like it is one of those teams where like everybody's working together even though tyrese halliburton is the star it's not the dynamic of like a big overpaid mega star player and then a bunch of like small pieces who are there just to support the one big guy. Like it is truly, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's it called? Like when like the cast of Succession, like an ensemble cast. It is an ensemble cast. Yeah, where, like cast. everyone is like doing their thing and yes. working together towards the greater good. Yes. We've got the, do you think the bench would be like a chorus? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's do our thing and talk about some news around the league. Uh, so instead of doing real news, um, yeah, there's stuff happening. We're going to do kind of like a part two of our Pitchfork style ratings because um, the All-Star Reserves were named this week. So, let's get into let's it. Let's just get into it. Let's just dive in. Yeah, let's give these let's give these dudes some ratings. Let's give them some numbers. We're gonna start with East because okay. it's closer to where we are physically. Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson. Ooh, uh, before we started recording, Laura dropped a spicy take. So, you wanna? I'm gonna give Jalen Brunson. Honestly, this is such a bad rating, but I'm gonna give him a zero point nine. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, this is what I'm gonna say. Like, 
I think he's a great basketball player for somebody else to love. <laughs> I think that he is very similar in pretty much every way to Fred Van Vliet. Mm-hmm. They're like just obviously very similar players, similar kind of, you know, school of hard knocks, bet on yourself, backstories, um, <laughs> undersized guards with like a little bit of that kind of bulldog energy. But, like, I already have one of those guys that I love, and it's Fred Van Vliet. Mm. And so I just don't need another NBA player to live in that space. Because, um, yeah, I love Fred Van Vliet so much. And then it's just like, well, here's a worse Fred Van Vliet. Like, I don't want to – I don't need that. I think Jalen Brunson's 40 points from last night would like to have a conversation with you. Yeah, well, I said that he's a good basketball player for somebody else. <laughs> you know, a lot of people score 40 points. <laughs> that's true. I couldn't give a shit about Joel Embiid shooting like 70 points in a night. So that's totally fair. Um, I'm going to give Jalen Brunson a 7.8. Um, that was beautiful and ruthless. It's It, it reminded me of like the actual Pitchfork um review of like the first Mumford and Sons album where it was right. just like 1.0 yeah, or sometimes something. Sometimes you just really have to like double down on your opinion that is so subjective <laughs> and be like I'm sorry <laughs> like he's a 0.9. Yeah I have I already have my heart is full. Yeah. <laughs> um all totally relevant again my my partner and I Dan we were talking about this last night and how Jalen Brunson is so similar to Fred Van Vliet. And I was like, you know what? I think Laura's going to really like him when we're talking about it tomorrow because like, he's really like sprightly. He's fast. He would be like, I don't know, who would he be in our... In the uh, Woodland Creatures team? Mm -hmm. I think he'd be like the beaver. Gopher. Gopher beaver. Like Again, we already had a gopher beaver. Yeah. I mean, just, (laughs) I guess that's true. I think Jalen Brunson's great. I love that scrappy energy. Um, I'm also like kind of a Knicks fan just because of OG. Like we're, I'm mostly a Pacers fan because I was more invested before. So now I'm kind of a Knicks fan. I'm like inching my way there. And I liked, it was just exciting watching Jalen Brunson and like seeing how loud Madison Square Garden was last night. So just a solid 7.8. I'm glad he's there. I mean, it's. I'm so happy it's not Kristaps Porzingis. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can only... If I'm giving Jalen Brunson a 0.9, you can only imagine what I'd be giving Kristaps Porzingis. Yeah. They'd have to invent a new number. See you in hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up we have Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um... I think I'll give him an eight. I mean, it's not like it's not like I forget about Donovan Mitchell. It's just every time I see him, I'm like, oh, whoa, Donovan Mitchell. And I'm always aware of his greatness. And uh, I have no problem with Donovan Mitchell. I always forget that he's a lot younger than he actually is. Um, so I like his game. I like his speed. That's all I really have to say. Yeah, I think I'm going to give him a lower score. I'm going to give him a six because mm-hmm. I'm just being a hater today. It's a Someone's got to. It's yeah. a beautiful day. We need balance. <laughs> I am going to give Donovan Mitchell a 6.0. Um, yeah, again, I like I have nothing bad to say about Donovan Mitchell. I think he is oft forgotten. 
I think it's like, yeah, Cleveland right now are like the number one team that I forget is in the NBA. And that they're good. Yeah, and they are good. Um, I said a few weeks ago during our Denver Nuggets episode that Donovan Mitchell and and, uh, Jamal Murray are two players that I feel the exact same way about. Mm. But I disagree with myself. I like Donovan Mitchell slightly less. Can't really give a reason why. Six out of ten. At least he's not Jalen Brunson. Okay, next up in the little mini universe of Jalen Bees, we have Jalen Brown. Yeah, Laura's boyfriend. Reigning NBA boyfriend of the week. I'm going to give Jalen Brown a 6.5 because I prefer Jason Tatum. I realize he is your boyfriend of the week, reigning. Um, Yeah, I, uh, I feel like if he... If he hadn't have engaged online with you, that might have been a 5.5. But that he's taken interest, I'm like, yeah, that's fine. But I also yeah. need to know his intentions. Like, what is he going to do? I need to protect your heart. That is very fair. Um, <laughs> thank you for looking out for me. Um, I am going to give Jalen Brown a 9.4. Again, <laughs> a score that, like, he would not have gotten. But he liked my pose. Like, that's get, that gets you far. Um, I do also, now that I like Jalen Brown, I'm, like, finding other positive things out about Jalen Brown. And one is that, so his name on Instagram, like, where it says what your name is on your profile, his is energy shifter do you know about this energy shift thing no basically two years ago ish on january 31st 2022 jalen brown tweeted the energy is about to shift and as soon as he tweeted that the celtics became amazing stop yeah so now that the algorithm knows that i care about jalen brown i got (laughs) so much energy shift content on the 31st that it's like the celtics basically attribute you know their new you know going from a very solid team to being like the team in the east um wow to jalen brown doing some cool witchcraft shit so so what i'm hearing is he can also manifest the way that we do (gasps) That's what I'm hearing. And maybe he sees that about us. I think so. Okay, cool. I might just bump that up to a 6.9. Nice. Not a lot, but (laughs) it's something. (laughs) So yeah, we'll see what happens with all of this cool, this magic plot line. Um, Next up. Another, well, he's never an official NBA boyfriend of the week of mine. He was my NBA beloved. Mm. Um, Bam Adebayo of the Miami Heat. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to go with like 8.8 here. Um, just for obvious reasons. Yeah, he's built like um, a statue. Just carved. Yeah. Sculpted. Truly. Uh, also great player. You know, like I think yeah. if I'm going to watch a Miami Heat game, I'm watching it because I want to watch Bam Adebayo. As much as Jimmy Butler is my best friend, um, and we've gotten into many disagreements over that time, uh, Bam Adebayo is the reason to watch, you know. Bam Adebayo gets a 9.6 from me. Mm. Now I'm not being a hater. It's really a high highs and low lows with me today. I mean, once you we're we're going from boyfriend to beloved. (laughs) Yeah, I have to give him higher than Jalen Brown, or else like who even am I? Yeah. 
Um, cool. We've said enough about Bam on the podcast recently. He knows why he's getting good marks. Okay, next up, Julius Randall, the injured Julius Randall. I, you know, I kind of, I feel like how I feel about Julius Randall is kind of how you feel about Jalen Brunson, but not as full of haterade. Um, I'll give him like maybe a 4.5, not for me, but definitely for someone. I enjoyed watching his kid on recess therapy more than I enjoy watching Julius Randall play. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you and just give him 4.5 too. Right? Yeah, like in my head, I was going to give him a 4.9, but then I was like, I don't want to have to argue the extra 0.4. Like I can't, like. (laughs) (laughs) I I can't think of 0.4 of a reasoning. The only, you know, actually I lied. I'm going to give him 4.9 and the extra 0.4 is because I think Julius is a really beautiful men's name. Oh, I mean, his name is just gorgeous. Julius Randall. I mean, yeah. Randall is medium. I, I, there's just something about it. I love that it's just so poetic up front and then extremely ordinary. Yeah, Julius end. Randall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's four point whatever. You can decide. Whoever's listening at home, it's a choose your own adventure <laughs> for the second number. <laughs> Okay, the next one is interesting to me, and it's Tyrese Maxey of the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Tyrese gets a 10 for me. Wow! What? I I had no idea that you felt that way. I'm a huge Tyrese Maxey fan. Um, It could be that the one game I took Laura to last season was the one where Tyrese Maxey dropped uh, his personal career record of like 45 points or something on the Raptors. Um, but also just as this like energetic young player, like if I'm, I'd rather Tyrese Maxey be the face of the 76ers than baby Joel Embiid. Yeah. I feel like, yes, Joel Embiid deserves it. Great player, blah, 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 blah. But Tyrese Maxey, like he just like puts in the work and even when he is playing really badly, which I've seen him do recently, he still chips away at it. And I love that energy. And I don't know. I just, I'm obsessed with Tyrese Maxey. I love him. Cool. I think those are, I mean, I really, I hear you and I back you on all of those and all of that logic. Um, I'm going to give him a 7.6 for 76ers. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it was pretty fine that I did that. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it really threw me for a loop there. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I like Tyrese Maxey. I think like there could be a point in time where I like 10 level love him He's just not really, like, at the top of my list, like, right now. But he is a cutie and a half. And I like his personal style. He dresses to me like what the 1964 Beatles would dress like if they were from today. Like, kind of just, like, playful preppy. That's cute. That's cute. I mean, listen, our hearts are, like the salary cap we only have so much room (laughs) (laughs) um lastly another fun little first time all-star paolo banchero of the orlando bancaro bancaro i only learned that recently um yeah paolo i okay so this is probably like a disrespectful score mostly because i keep forgetting about the orlando magic because I've been, like, nurtured into forgetting about the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a five. Just a 5.0. I, 
I mean, I they I think they've slipped. I don't know yeah, what where they are at this point. Happened. Like seven or eight or something like that. But as a rookie, I think he won rookie of the year last year, right? I think so. So like good for him. Good for the magic. Um that's I'm I'm neither a lover of Palo nor a hater. I'm simply neutral. Wait, what did you give him? A six? Five. Five I'm point gonna zero. Give him a six point one. I think it's the same kind of vibe with Tyrese Maxey, but like to a lesser extent, where mm. he's a player that I feel like could love. Yeah, in time. In time. They're babies. Yeah, we'll check back in a, a year from now. Maybe he'll have worked his way up to. Uh, personally, I'm going to say not likely, but here we are. <laughs> I think he could be like, I think he could get a seven from me in a year's time. <laughs> so let's just for fun. Wait, no, never mind. I was going to say let's rank them, but then that would involve having to, like, even out all of our ratings, and that's too much math. We do need to pick our alternates and give them ratings because Joel Embiid is on and off injured. Julius Randle is definitely injured. So who do we think from the East would replace them and our ratings and why? Okay, I'm going to say Jimmy Butler to replace Joel Embiid, Mm -hmm. even though we all know I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler fan. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, come on, it's Jimmy Butler. Like, he's clearly all-star material. Yeah, he has been an all-star, but he also needs this, or he will simply die. That's true, Um, but I'm going to give him a 7.1. That's fair. Um, yeah, it's like, it's a pity pick. Just for... <laughs> um, and then for the reserve replacement, I pick um, our favorite little mischievous devil emoji, my fellow ornithophobic, the one and only Trey Young, mm. who I give a 9.1. I heard um, someone call him a weasel in the best way. Yeah. So if he were part of our Woodland team... Weasel Central. Absolutely. Starting Weasel. All-star reserve Woodland starter <laughs> in the Weasel position. That That's going to be another episode. <laughs> I'm just going to say, just in case this is your first time tuning in, <laughs> that we did like an all-Woodland creature NBA team mm-hmm. one episode. And I guess we're just going to call back to it every episode forever. Yeah, I mean, it was in response to Patrick Beverly's all-dogs team, like, who's, like, a dog. And I hope you laugh at that because I don't know what I did there. But (laughs) um, Woodland Creature, so much better than an all-dogs team. I'd like to do an aquatic mammals team. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, not like, to be disrespectful, but Clay would totally be a seal. Oh no, that's respectful, <laughs> and Clay knows that. <laughs> um, but who are your reserve subs? So, for Joel Embiid, I'm going to pick Scotty Barnes. Love it. Um, I don't think the Toronto Raptors deserve shit this year, because it's a quote-unquote rebuild. Um, but yeah, I think that Scotty is obviously the one who's carrying this team. Sometimes he has good games, sometimes he doesn't. I think the the game against Chicago, he didn't have the best. And that same thing with the game before Jordan Nawara was like the leading scorer. But all of that is to say that like he is improved by like leaps and bounds this year. And I still think it's like all-star material. Word. 
Um, and then for Julius Randall, we're going to go with my NBA beloved. Wait, OG. did you rank rate him? Oh, I didn't. I didn't rate him. Mm, 7.9 because he's got a, still a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and I've heard he's not super nice and I'd like that for that to change. Yeah. With a teachable 7.9. Yeah, you can do better. Yeah. Like I'm giving this to you so that you can get to the A+, plus, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then for Julius Randle, I'm going to go with my NBA beloved OG Ananobi who is just apparently thriving in New York as most Torontonians do when they leave the city and move to New York. Uh, good for him. I'm happy. Not bitter at all. Don't miss him every single day of my life. Uh, he gets <laughs> normal feelings, normal vibes about it. Just absolutely. To- I'm totally cool. Uh, he gets a 9.5. It would be unfair of me to give him a 10 because then, you know, it's rigged a little bit, but he gets a 9.5. I... Agree. But I'm going to hand out a 10 in the next round in the West Reserves. Oh, I already know who it's going to, though. Do you? Oh, I do. Okay. So we're going to get into the West now. Um, These are more fun to me. Okay, so we're going to start with Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards gets an automatic 0.0 out of 10. He gets a 0.0 in hell out of 10. Yeah. For being a shitty person. Yeah. So. I don't really have the emotional energy to talk about what we're referring to you know, right now. You Google just, it. You can if Google it. If you're interested, yeah, Google it. Google it. Anthony Edwards, text messages. Yeah, like we're having fun right now. We don't need to infect our lovely afternoon of Indiana Pacers week yeah. with Anthony Edwards' toxic energy. So we're going to move on to Stephen Curry. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, you know, I'm going to I'm going to throw out tens like they're nothing. If, I, 10 out of 10. I I I was going to say if this is the 10 that you're giving cuz I know who else it might be. I think I'm giving out 3 tens. Yeah, I I, I see it here. <laughs> Why is he a 10? I mean, cuz he's Steph Curry. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's I'm going to give him like a 9. It's it's a I, I don't know. I he's carrying the team. He's Steph Curry. He's Steph Curry. Like what am I what can I argue would take away from him being a 10 out of 10 player? I don't know. He's just like literally blessed. Mhm. He's like a little angel. He's a precious moments figurine. Yeah, he really is. He's on the all precious moments figurine team. team. <laughs> it's just all it's him over and over. Yeah, it's and Grady like, Dick. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> Grady Dick and my nephew have the same haircut, so every time I see Grady Dick on the court, I'm like that's what my nephew's going to grow up to be. They do look similar. I know. I see that. I 100% see that. So, uh, precious so you can put Jensen on that team. Awesome, uh, great. <laughs> really building that roster. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Can you go first for Kawhi? Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna give Kawhi an eight, an eight point zero, because he's Kawhi Leonard and he's great. I love that he pretends to not have a personality, um, or he might just not, and I love that even more. He's still a wonderful player if the Clippers get to the finals, which it's very likely that they will. I'm happy for him, I think, um, mostly for Norm, definitely not for Steve Ballmer. 
and yeah, Kawhi is just Kawhi, you know, like the, it, there's, you still, fe- it's almost five years since we won the championship with Kawhi, but I still have that pull. Like I'm not over it that this man with these immense hands and this incredible skill and IQ was on our team. So I feel like I'm going to support him forever. I have the opposite take where I feel like he used us to get a ring and then betrayed us. Wow. That's how I feel. I give him a 6.1. So Anthony Davis. I give Anthony Davis a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. I haven't talked that much about my love for AD on the podcast. I think it's because I love Anthony Davis so much that like he's so sacred to me that I can't even give him NBA boyfriend of the week. Yeah. Because that would just be like, like he's not like a silly little plaything. He's not my trophy wife. He is just the most beautiful thing that exists in the world to me. Sometimes I just think of Anthony Davis and I like actually tear up because I just think he's so (laughs) beautiful and wonderful. And like he's so weird looking and he's so big and that must have been so hard for him. (laughs) And he's really fragile and I'm always like he's like me because I'm always sick. (laughs) I just love him. And I'm so happy that he's been healthy this season. Uh, great. I am going to give Anthony Davis a 5.0. What? I know. I know. Just storm and knock over the table. This is mine and Laura's first fight on air. Um, We're all allowed to have our own opinions. I don't actually dislike Anthony Davis. And the reason why I don't like Anthony Davis as much as I could is I feel like he lives in LeBron's shadow. Right. And that is the one thing that I like could improve Anthony Davis in my eyes. So it's not really about him. It's just how LeBron is just, he is eclipses everything. Yeah. Um, also, maybe I'm holding on to the fact that the one Pelicans game I went to, he was a to play and I really wanted to see him and then he was out so yeah it would be nice if he were on a different team even though I love the Lakers it would be cool if Anthony Davis like had a like a Dame Lillard on the Trailblazers situation I mean I would be totally cool if it was just like Anthony Davis's Lakers oh that's my dream right like that that to me is oh yeah that's the better team yeah because I think the Pelicans were supposed to be his team. Yeah. But it didn't work out. But an Anthony Davis Lakers, yeah, I'll talk like talk to me then. Okay. We'll check back in. LeBron, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, okay. Devin Booker. Um, I'm not gonna give Devin Booker a ten. I'm gonna give him a nine point seven. That's not a bad rating. No, it's pretty high. Um, I'm gonna give him a nine point zero. We've um clearly made up since the time he was a loud screamy child behind me um he's a very mature man who i'm sure has many vintage cameras in his house and he's a great player and he dresses yep preppy on the court and i love that he's just great to have around just good scorpio energy like if i could ride for any scorpio man in the league and believe me Scorpio women carry that burden. <laughs> It'll be Devin Booker. Great. Okay. Paul George. Ugh, 3.1. I thought you would give him, like, a high score. I don't, I'm not a Paul George guy. I am only going to give him a 5. 
because I'm like, whatever about Paul George. I think if we're talking scams here, it's the scam of leaving the Pacers mm-hmm. for the Clippers mm-hmm. with Kawhi. Like, that's the only, like, I think weirdly sinister thing about that duo. Um, but I do want to listen to his podcast more because I've heard it's good. I um, listened to the Clay Thompson episode of Paul George's podcast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, if you want to give that a rating 10 out of 10. <laughs> can't it's, figure out why i'm like i reference it so much <laughs> like everything i know about life i learned on the clay thompson episode of paul george's podcast okay last but not least we have carl anthony towns what a babe what a sweet babe see i'm like mm, about cat um i'm gonna give him a 7.7 7. uh cat has gone through it Yes, that's true. And I think that he's gone through it by also being on a shitty team. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I want Minnesota to win because that would mean Anthony Edwards wins. I had this conversation with Dan about it and he was like, there's always going to be someone bad on the team, on any team. And he's right. I shouldn't just like feel a certain way about an entire team because of one person. Men are terrible everywhere. Um but yeah, so I think I think Cat deserves more, and I hope that they have a pretty deep playoff run, so that he can like be in it. Because I don't even know if he's ever been in the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. He is. He has just kind of gotten a bad deal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I give him a five. But I see that, though. Like, I see that argument. I've also, I've liked him more at other times in my life. I just, I don't think that I've watched a single Timberwolves game this season. He's just not really on my radar. Did you watch the first Raptors game? I don't remember. It was against the Timberwolves. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember. I mean, it seems like I must have watched the first Raptors game of the season. But maybe I worked. Maybe. I guess we'll never know. I really, I don't know. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. I'm sorry to let you down. Okay, so Indiana Pacers. How do you feel about the Indiana Pacers? I love them. I love them. I mean, I haven't always loved them. Um, My partner's mom is from indiana she's from evansville so he always feels like he's got this like connection to the state and the team um even though there's such a weird as this i'm never gonna get i'm never gonna get how indiana is called like a hoosier town maybe for college basketball but pacers fans are so quiet like you can't even hear them in the stadium sometimes what does hoosier mean no idea it's just a made-up word uh i think i think it involves the movie hoosiers yeah i feel like i actually saw some of this when i was researching for history check but then my brain was just like don't worry about it (laughs) just keep on just keep going but yeah, so like he will have a bit of that love and I picked that up and there's some just like really great players. And I love this specific iteration of the Pacers now because of Pascal. Um, but even before that with um, just Miles Turner, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, getting Buddy healed, And then obviously my deep soulmate best friend, Joy, TJ McConnell, which I'll get to. But how do you feel about the Pacers? 
I think that the Indiana Pacers are like a blank canvas for a great team to sort of like express themselves over. Mm -hmm. I am going to talk about this more as we move on. But I was really won over as an adolescent by the Reggie Miller Pacers. Oh, yes. I feel like I might cry again in the Anthony Davis way. I feel like Reggie Miller is like does something similar to me where I just like am moved to tears by like the immense beauty of this athlete existing and just being so talented and wonderful. Um, I feel like Indiana Pacers culture like the team vibe honestly don't care like it does nothing for me um as flashy big market girly like I'm like where is Indiana even located what's a pacer um the colors are kind of ugly what is a pacer Um, it's like it comes from cars it's something to do with the race car stuff like a pace car is something um But I think that when you get, like, the right lineup of guys, the Pacers can become something so special because it doesn't have, like, a really strong, aggressive, like, heat culture style identity Mm -hmm. that they have to box themselves into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I think that um, at first when you said this, like, blank canvas, I was almost imagining, like, oh, yes, the Midwest is very just bleak but that was a really beautiful uh portrait that you painted instead thank you um you want to get into history check i know nothing i know next to nothing about this team i mean i picked up some stuff doing mascot check but i know next to nothing about like the history of this place okay this is i liked this history check um i like i picked there are some particularly interesting things that i decided to like really focus in on Okay. It's a biased history check. Ooh. The Indiana Pacers were founded in 1967 as an ABA team, then became an NBA team during the great ABA-NBA merger of 1976. A weird thing that I learned about the ABA-NBA merger is that the NBA would only let in four teams from the ABA. Mm -hmm. Pacers, Nuggets, Nets, they were the New York Nets at the time, and the mm-hmm. Spurs. But then there are two remaining ABA teams, the Kentucky Colonels and the Spirits of St. Louis, which is a fun team name. Mm-hmm. Okay, which first of all doesn't make sense because, like, were there only six teams in the entire ABA? Because, like, if there were, no wonder it folded. That's, like, not very many teams and sounds super boring. Anyway, for some reason I don't understand, the four ABA teams who became NBA teams had to pay a bunch of money to the teams who weren't let in. So, the Pacers... Yeah, I know, it makes no sense. Um, The Pacers started out their NBA tenure on a bad note and were plagued by financial troubles because they were weirdly paying out the freaking Kentucky Colonels for no reason. (laughs) Adding insult to injury, they then sucked for 13 straight seasons. Um, Their major issue was a lack of continuity. They were just like trying anything, throwing it at the wall, seeing if it stuck, making a lot of weird trades. Then drew the short end of the stick on two of what are believed to be the most one-sided trades in NBA history. They traded a 1984 draft pick to the Portland Trailblazers for some random center who made no impact on the team. 
if they hadn't been idiots, they would have had the second overall pick in the Michael Jordan draft year. Whoa. Which is one of the deepest drafts in NBA history and also included Hakeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, and John Stockton. Instead, they got literally nothing. Wow. I know. I mean, I wouldn't want to pick John Stockton. I know that he's a good player, but, like, bad person. Right. So they won on that one level. Just one one singular sliver of winning. Yeah. But then, in the late 80s, things finally started picking up for the Pacers when they drafted the iconic Reggie Miller and then traded for the iconic Detlef Schrempf. Um, So then they started making it to the playoffs and being generally good. Um, They had a cool rivalry with the Knicks, which was very interesting to me at the time. Still very interesting to me. Um, Reggie Miller specifically had an individual rivalry with Spike Lee, which is just cool. Um, I'm going to talk about that more later in Reggie Miller check. Um, Larry Bird was a coach. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals a bunch of years, made it to the finals once, but the Reggie Miller Pacers never won a chip. The Pacers in general are chipless. They won a few times when they were in the ABA, but whatever. There are six teams in the ABA. It's bullshit and it doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah, your odds are higher. (laughs) Okay. Now it's the early 2000s. Rick Carlisle becomes the head coach for the first time. They make some successful mega trades. Most notably, they sign Ron Metal World Peace, our test. And I'm going to skip over a lot of stuff because I want to talk about Malice at the Palace, Mm. which is so beautifully named. It doesn't seem like something that would have happened in 2004. You know, like Malice at the Palace sounds like 1963 vibes, like Frank Sinatra was there. (laughs) I was going to say, like, I would I would pick like 1983, but I, I see the 1963 vision. Yeah. Either way, it was a huge brawl between the Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons Mm. at the Palace, which is where the Pistons played before they played at Little Caesars Arena. Um, Talk about a fracas. You know, if fracases are what we're after, this is the fracas. Okay, so... The Pacers were up 97-82 with 45.9 seconds left in the game when Pistons center Ben Wallace attempted a layup but was fouled from behind by Ron Artest. A furious Wallace then shoved Artest, which for the record, I watched this entire thing on YouTube like five times last night, and honestly, Wallace sucks. Wallace was really out of line in this moment. Wow. Um, Anyway, a fight broke out on the court between players from both teams. Uh, They were separated, and game officials were, like, discussing the consequences. For some reason, Artest was lying down on the scorer's table. Don't really understand that part. (laughs) I remember that. (laughs) Then a fan hit him with a drink thrown from several rows up in the stands. I do have to say that what you should do right now to the listeners is pause the podcast and just go watch this video. Even, like, if you've seen it before, just, like, watch it again because it's just such a good watch. So then Artez charges into the crowd, grabs a different fan who he thought was the fan that threw the drink at him, but it wasn't. But, like, who cares at that point? Everyone at this point, the Pacers, the Pistons, the fans, everyone's punching everyone. 
Everyone's throwing drinks everywhere, throwing food, popcorn, flying. The commentators are like, this is a disgrace. They say this is a disgrace so many times. Like, chill out. Just enjoy it. At this point, like, whatever. Who cares if it's a disgrace or not? It's happening. It's interesting. Roll with it. Um, It got so out of hand that the game was never completed. They had to call in a massive police presence to restore order. After the game, the NBA suspended nine players. Five players were charged with assault, and five fans also faced assault charges and were banned from attending Pistons home games for life. <laughs> Just the Pistons? Yeah, I know, but it's I feel like, like you can go to any other game. I was going to say, like, okay. Yeah. Um, you would never see that today, It's ever. so weird, and it's weird that it was the Pacers, too, because, yeah. like, we're about to talk about, like, the current Pacers team, which is, like, so wholesome, sweetie joyful just like there's like an abundance of sunshine but yes like it's competitive right like i imagine like i think miles turner could get into a a malice at the palace fight i think that i mean i'm really on the pacers side with malice at the palace totally like ben wallace was just so ridiculously out of line and like i'm sorry but like you started it (laughs) like literally none of that would have happened if he had just had a normal reaction to like a foul like Mm -hmm. it happens um but yeah so i'm gonna like skip over the entire paul george era of the pacers because <laughs> i wanted to talk about malice and malice instead and google is free uh yeah <laughs> if you're super interested um yeah uh, what really matters is that in 2022 the pacers and our last week's superstars the Sacramento Kings traded DeMontis Savonis for Tyrese Halliburton in really one of the most win-win trades totally. of all time. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it just like is unbelievable how much that worked out for everybody. And yeah, now we have a lovely, wholesome, current Pacers lineup who we both love and seem like one of the teams in the current NBA who are least likely to be involved in a legendary brawl. Yeah, Except absolutely. for maybe Miles Turner. I mean, only with, if, like, super provoked. Yeah, it, it would have to be started it. Yeah, like, definitely, like, I'm going to punch you in the face type of started. Like, I don't think a deep shove would get that kind of response from no. this team. They would be like, okay, let's keep going. No, Miles Turner is, like, a Lego enthusiast. <laughs> I, oh, I can't wait till we talk about that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's history check. Let's get into mascot check. So let's start out with what the, the mascot's name. The Pacers mascot is called Boomer the Cat. And there's just something about a team whose coach looks like the quintessential, like, dad you picture with your <laughs> high school friends. Like, like the one that you don't want to get mad. And how quiet the arena can get and that it's like fucking Indiana. (laughs) Like this cat is named Boomer. Anyway, Boomer is a blue and yellow anthropomorphic pacer, which now that you have explained that it's like a car thing, which I don't know what it means. I could ask my brother-in-law. He's a car influencer. But when I Googled what a pacer is, (laughs) I read that like a pacer is like a specific horse like the way that a horse is bred for a specific kind of gait for speed. So I was like, how is that an anthropomorphized pacer? Like, is this cat fast? 
I bet, though, that kind of pacer relates to, like, the car, the pacer. Probably. So Boomer was um, created in 1984 by a local artist in Indiana and introduced to the public in 1985. So it was, like, initially called Boomer the Pacer and became a fan favorite. And then, like, they just shortened it to Boomer. And... So it's weird because, like, the timeline is a little bit iffy because it says that, like, in some of my research, I found that Boomer appeared at some point in the 90s, but, like, officially debuted in a game against, <laughs> now thinking at Malice of the Palace, Boomer officially debuted in um, in a game against the Pistons in, tw- <laughs> in 2008. So it's a little bit iffy. Like, all mascots, Boomer is energetic, playful, acrobatic super fun but boomer is not the only mascot so in addition to boomer the cat which like if you look at boomer it's this blue and yellow cat that's like i don't know it's like it's like rocky the mountain lion but also like a domesticated cat that's like gone wrong in a die job but anyway there's buster and boomer jr buster is a friendly orange colored dragon what (laughs) with a quote-unquote passion for basketball and quote-unquote an even bigger passion for having fun nice and then boomer jr obviously is a smaller blue version of the original boomer cat um it's like the mini raptor but a cat um then there's bowser who is a dog bowser same sort of energy blue and yellow wacky Bowser was introduced at the start of the 20, 2002 season. Um, however, and I, I love that there was like uh, a story about this in, in, the, in the Indianapolis paper. Um, and like the GM or like the head of basketball operations or whoever, one of the executives had to respond by saying in response to this, Boomer left in 2009, like, or, or sorry, in 2010 after the 2009-2010 season and the one of the basketball execs was like well you know cats and dogs they don't get they don't get along <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's it's just a goddamn man in a suit <laughs> anyway um the unofficial twitter page for bowser declares that the mascot seven years after the pacers departure so this is at least 20 so another add another seven years 14 years later bowser is currently a mascot free agent if anybody wants to pick up a blue and yellow dog oh my god that is so funny (laughs) and that's mascot check that's that's what we got here i have to say that i i like boomer i think he looks I mean, last week we went on a real diatribe about how poor of quality the Slamson mascot's costume was. However, we really hit on a great business idea. Yeah, that is true. Very. I mean, it happened And it wouldn't have happened reason. without Slamson, without it's ragging true. on this very shitty costume. And again, for everyone who wasn't listening last week, it was that... Shame on you. When the... Yeah, I know. What are you doing? That was so important. Um, all of the... Ra- or whenever one of the coaches... I mean, we said it as the coaches, but it could be players, too. Mm -hmm. Basically, all of the fines, Mm -hmm. any fine for a tech, for, you know... Flops. 
Yeah, all of these things. Any if they're saying shit against refs, if it's that what's what twenty five, fifty k, whatever. Fine stuff. All of that fine money goes towards the mascot fund, so that the mascots don't have to look like creepy local theater costumes <laughs> from the eighties that have been collecting mothballs for the past forty years. I'm gonna go one step further, and they look like the costume closet in my high school drama class that was the back of the classroom in the basement of my high school and everything smelled so bad yeah so bad anyway um we wouldn't have gotten there without slamson but now that we're on to another cat boomer looks higher quality absolutely um i think he has like a cool art deco flavor to his face yeah like and that's what i mean is i'm like what kind of cat is it supposed to be like it could be like not like a like like a mountain lion. Oh, what am I thinking? Oh, a cougar. It looks like a cougar. Yeah, it really is like no real cat. No. It's blue. It's an alien cat and I appreciate the heck out of it. I do have to say though that Bowser I don't like at all. <laughs> Bowser looks like I don't know. It's like he reminds me of the one animaniac who always had his tongue out. And, like, he has, like, a little bit of goofy, like, the famous Disney dog um, energy. But, like, he just looks like, or, like, one of the hyenas from The Lion King. Yes. Like, he looks like an offensive parody of, like, a crazy dog. You think he looks like Wacko? Yeah, he looks like Wacko, <laughs> but, like, way worse. Like, an ugly version of Wacko and... I mean, his, like, tongue is hanging out the side of his mouth, like, blah. Um, I don't think that he should be picked up. I think that the free agent mascot Bowser should just... Yeah, just go to a EuroLeague. Honestly. Great. There might be a few too many cats. As there are too many birds. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the proportion of cats to birds is so that they can... There's, like, a bird for every cat. Oh, the cat eats the bird. God willing. And that's what they're going to do on the last day of the NBA. <laughs> when the apocalypse comes, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I do, yeah, they rely too much on, I think, like the... But then we get into the gorilla thing. Yeah. yeah fucking again. Yeah, yeah. Like, you rely too much on, like, common animals. Then you go too far left. Yeah. And you get a gorilla in Phoenix. It's a really delicate balance. I honestly, the more we do these podcasts, the more I'm realizing we could just be hired as consultants for teams to be like, okay, let's, you want to rebrand? Let's pick your mascot. Yeah. Like, you need our help. That's another great business venture <laughs> that mascot check. Yeah. We, we make us. our own hours, you yeah. know, NBA teams just call us oh we just do a, oh my god like a full revamp <laughs> just that would be amazing we're always available yeah keep it in <laughs> mind guys oh i also have another nba dream job that i just have to say publicly which is to write the nba's schedule okay yeah like that would just literally be my dream job like, there's nothing that, like, I would be better at doing than but, writing the NBA schedule. So, Laura is a great Virgo, and she's very good in a spreadsheet. A Virgo moon. Virgo moon, sorry. Yeah. I love anything that's an organizational task that, like, is, like, a computer organizational system. Would you want to do the scheduling or just write it? 
Like, is that part of the job? I would do whatever came along with the job, but I like to imagine that it's just one person. <laughs> Adam Silver says, Laura, you have to schedule 82 games for mm-hmm. 30 teams. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, t- Taylor Swift just booked the Staples Center. What are you going to do? I, I really wouldn't call anyone else. Oh, yeah. If there is someone whose job that is and it's one person and they need an apprentice, I want to volunteer myself for that. Since we're sharing at Dream <laughs> MBA jobs, mine is to be um, a sports therapist, which is really just teammate best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I would do a really good job with people. Like, I don't think Draymond would have been as Draymondy mm-hmm. if we had talked. Because I'm like, oh, I'm not I'm not a therapist, dude. Like, if yeah. you're, if you're, you're I'm not, cool. Like, I'm, I'm not like other therapists. <laughs> I'm really just poaching my friend Amanda Caswell's shtick as being a wonderful life coach who listens to everyone. But that's essentially the job I'd want to do. Go team to team, hang out. We play like Mario Kart, mm-hmm, get some mm-hmm. snacks, go for a walk. You know, just chill. Go to the mall. You could do, like, a little tarot card reading. Every time. And, like, that, I could, like, we could read our their charts together yeah. and just, like, have a nice little session. And it wouldn't be intimidating. It would be, I'd want them to leave refreshed and feeling more in tune with themselves. And then I'd feel good about myself. My job is done. Really? We should just be employed by the NBA. Adam as, Silver, we yeah, are like, begging you. NBA executives. Like, definitely looking at seven figures here. I I paid my way through school. I still have OSAP debt, okay? <laughs> and then we can just kind of, like, do with those positions what feels right for us. Yeah. But I will write the schedule, and it'll be so damn tight. Okay, next up is Reggie Miller check. Do you have any Reggie Miller vibes you want to share with the group? Um, not really, because I think, like, anything that informs my Reggie Miller opinion, it's from The Last Dance and watching Reggie Miller as a commentator. And, like, right. I don't really, like, I think, I don't know. I feel like Reggie Miller isn't always the best color commentator, but that's neither here nor there. Is Reggie Miller... Your all-time favorite basketball player. Yeah, he is. And he really had to work for it, is the thing. Mm. I found out about Reggie Miller by being a Knicks fan. Um, I sort of willed myself into Knicks fandom out of a deep, weird adoration, (laughs) obsessive adoration of the Beastie Boys. Love it. Um... And, like, it worked. Like, I was successfully a Knicks uh, Knicks fan. And then I became aware of the Knicks-Pacers rivalry and started out hating the Pacers. Mm -hmm. And then Reggie Miller just won me over. And I, you know, still, I think, ultimately, like, rooted for the Knicks over the Pacers but it's like the enemies to lovers trope. Yeah, it is the enemies to lovers <laughs> trope. And I think, you know, I didn't grow up watching basketball with my family. I grew up watching tennis. I'm from a very devout tennis family and I still love tennis deeply. Um, 
And I think there is a lot of carryover between tennis and basketball in that they are sports where the style, a given player's style of play is so deeply connected to who they are Mm. as a person. Absolutely. I think it's significant that they're both like, and I say this like in the least like thirsty way possible, but like sports where they're like not wearing a lot of clothes, Mm -hmm. like you can just really see everything about the person, like their body language, their vibe, their physicality. And I think Reggie Miller is the first player that I really loved for just being Reggie Miller. Hmm. And then I, like, had a weird crush on him, you know? And I was, like, 12 or whatever, and I wouldn't have expected myself to have a crush on Reggie Miller. I mean, when I was 12, I had a crush on Russell Crowe, which is not good. Jocks were not my type at the time. And, like, he was bald, which, like, was intimidating to me, like, as a young kid. Like, which I, I love for people who are, like, younger. Like, if you're bald in your, like, late 20s to 30s and then up for the rest of your life, amazing. I love that. Yeah, you're just, like, I have a nice head shape and I know that oh, about myself. Can't relate, but. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I would, I don't know what my head shape is like. Um... But yeah, I just love Reggie Miller. I was pretty invested in his like rivalry with Spike Lee, which is also just like so funny and weird that like a player having a rivalry like with a fan. Are they still? Okay, so they seem to have buried the hatchet. Okay. Um, like they both chilled out. They both chilled out, but during the 2021 playoffs, Reggie Miller was commentating, and Spike Lee left a Knicks game early because they lost, mm-hmm. and Reggie Miller called him a fair weather fan. <laughs> so I feel like he like you know it's not as like fiery as it was. Just some, like, light chirping. Yeah, like, maybe it's just kind of like, yeah, I don't really like that guy. Oh, that would be, like, I love that. Okay, we're moving on to, oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) It's Pascal Siakam check. Hit it, Sarah. Where were you when you found out that Pascal Siakam got traded? You, it was you texted me. It was your text. Yeah, it was. I think I was at work in the office. I was at my sister's house uh, waiting for my nephew to wake up from his nap. And I looked at my phone and I just like sighed and I was like, it happened. It's there. <laughs> it, it's done. And like it wasn't as it wasn't that difficult because OG had been dealt before but then it's like, oh, you you just lost like this one person who wanted to stay here. And it's like you didn't get the ramifications of that until like the Players' Tribune article, until his posts, until all of that stuff. And then I spent a monstrous amount of money to see <laughs> to see Pascal Siakam and the Pacers on Valentine's Day. My first and only date with my partner on Valentine's Day, because we do not celebrate it. But yeah, it was, it's, it's just, it's hard. It's so hard to watch, you know, like I, anyway, what are your thoughts? I think that as much as I try to be unsentimental about trades, the positive is that I'm like, okay, well I can like now put this love into loving the Pacers, Mm -hmm. a team that I was like liking kind of on the fence about 
And now I'm like, okay, I full on cannot help but like root for this team big time. Yes. But I will say that, yeah, it was hard for me to be as um, cold about this trade as like I often am able to pull off just because of yeah the Players Tribune article and Mm -hmm. you know him sharing that he really did want to stay in Toronto and that you know this is where he grew up and where he could get you know his favorite Cameroonian snacks um which I really hope someone's sending him you know, care packages of Cameroonian snacks. His family still lives here. Like, his brother, I think, still is a coach for the 905, and his sister still lives in the region, uh, Kitchener, Waterloo, Cambridge. Um, I think it really hit me when Masai cried oh, talking know, about it. I know, Because, like, and, like, that's the thing, is that that's where I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't be, I, I will never be cold about the stuff like this. You know, like, yes, they're basketball players. Yes, they're assets quote unquote yes they all have like a limited time of being in the public eye but like when you have a connection with one and like it makes the game exciting it makes like you looking forward to watching a game going to a game any of that stuff exciting and like watching that entire playoff run I'll never forget it and it's the best thing in the world and then seeing Masai cry about it is just like it just hits home even more that you just lost this incredible person who like cared Yeah, I just feel bad for anybody who has to leave a place where they love living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it feels in a way almost like getting fired or like a form of rejection, you know. I'm just happy that he went to the Pacers. Mm -hmm. It was sunny, wholesome, lovely, you know. Every single dude on that team is like a sweet, adorable cutie. Absolutely. And I think like it is a safe space for him and... Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see this team do very, very well. Yeah, like know, this season and next. They can like, win the chip, you know? Like it's it's so tough seeing your favorite players go. So now we can root for the Knicks and we can root for the Pacers when they dismantle the rest of the Toronto Raptors. Like I think Gary's gone. I think Chris Boucher is gone. Bruce Brown's definitely going. Yeah, whatever. Honestly, like with Bruce Brown, it's like I'm not putting roots down on that one. No, you're you're, you're yeah. just you're passing through. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service and yeah. your cowboy hat. Have a nice life. Uh, we digress. Do you think that we should do like a roster check, like yeah. a roster speed round? Yes. Okay. You can read the roster. Okay. So we invented the concept of the roster speed round in the Miami Heat episode. I thought you were just going to say in general. We invented the concept of a roster. Everything is patent pending on this. (laughs) Um, But this is basically where we go through a team's full roster and we say a few sentences. Minimum one sentence, maximum as long as we want. It's our podcast. (laughs) Okay. Isaiah Wong. Next. Yeah, I don't know Isaiah Wong. Jairus Walker. Um, why do I... Let's look at your stats, Jairus. Oh, what a beautiful smile. He has a good head of hair. Yeah, I'm just... What a great smile. That's all I'm going to say. We wish you the best, Jairus. 
hope to see more of you. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Turner. Oh, Lego enthusiast. So cute. Great center. Fantastic player. Loves to build Star Wars related Lego piece, piece you know, like it's models. Not models. That's the word I'm looking for. He also dresses up for Star Wars Day every year. He's dressed up as like, oops, I don't know any Star Wars thing. It was Darth. It was Darth Vader. I, I got laid off from my job on May fourth last year, so I now look <laughs> forward <laughs> to May the fourth be with you to be exclusively Miles Turner related. Um, I love that he's just deep into nerd shit. Oh, I love a nerd jock so much. Yeah, like I generally like I don't really know much about nerd stuff. Um, like it's just not really for me. Like I like things that are set in the real world. I bet he's like an anime manga head. Yeah, and it's just like that's hot on him. Yes, totally. Everyone and he has he has great style. Separate interests. He's hot, and he's a great center. He reminds me actually. Um, his playing style reminds me of like a more, like a slightly toned down Anthony Davis. Yeah, like a more like leaping balletic Anthony <clears throat> Davis. Like, like he's dressage horse, and Anthony Davis is like a... Western. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. <laughs> Okay, this guy's name I'm going to struggle with, and I'm sorry I should have prepared for it. Oscar Chibway. Mm, do not know him. I know him because I see his name on the jersey, and I think that's an interesting last name. But alas, yet to contribute it to my long, commit it to my long-term memory. Obi Toppin. Oh, I love Obi. Same. Yeah, big fan. I was like, when they were doing like, when I would read about like uh, trade rumors and stuff, um, I kind of wanted Obi Toppin because we don't have a center right now. So Obi Toppin, I would say, is like low-key my favorite pacer. Oh. Like not actually. Great name, number one. Yeah, Obadiah. Oh, so good. I know. Um, I loved him so, he was my favorite New York Nick mm-hmm. for a long time. I mean, like, whatever. He's my favorite Indiana Pacer. He has so much freaking charisma. Yeah. Yeah. He's just one of those players who, like, yeah, everything he does is, like, showy, and I adore that. Um, Jalen Smith. Next. Jalen Smith is my new other low-key favorite Pacer. Because Did you pick him up for fantasy? No, he wears glasses, though. He has, like, cute old-school glasses, and he looks so cute. Oh, he does! Yeah. It's so... I love Oh, he was wearing the goggles last night. Yeah, yeah. I just, like... I mean, I... That's what I like about him. Love it. But I've decided to just, like, cultivate an interest. Like, now that I'm a Pacers fan. Yeah, you're going deep. Yeah. Um, Pascal Siakam! What do we have to say about Pascal Siakam? Best friend... Just incredible human. I wonder if he he does the scream still. You remember how yeah. he would do the scream in the tunnel? I wonder if he does that in Indiana. I hope so. Um, ten out of ten. Absolutely. Uh, Ben Shepard, I've never heard of. Mm-mm. Aaron Neesmith. I he's hear, a rookie. Yeah, he seems like he's going places. Is he Canadian? He's the no Canadian? Andrew Nemhart. There we is go. Canadian. Um, London. 
Nemhart is from Aurora. Get out of here. Oh, my like elementary school, like best friend that I was like going to marry in my head, Sean Adkins, moved to Aurora. Oh, I know. Hey, Sean. Hey, Sean. Sean's like a lawyer now. I know. He's actually, he's a lawyer for the NHL. I like Googled him recently. He's like in-house counsel for the NHL. Yeah, shout out. Um, TJ McConnell. All right, here we go. He's my favorite pacer. I love TJ McConnell. I loved TJ McConnell when he was on the 76ers. I love TJ McConnell on um, the Pacers now. I loved how destroyed he felt after um, Kawhi Leonard shot in that series. TJ, please, please, please do yourself a favor and Google TJ McConnell mic'd up for like three straight minutes from one game against the 76ers of just pure beautiful joy like he's chirping i think um Korkmaz. i think it was Korkmaz. oh yeah, yeah yeah the shoes yes he's yeah. like you lose a bet wearing those shoes and he's like hideous <laughs> green shoes and he had this like gladiator moment he's like this is the coolest thing i've ever done and he's just no, like he says that's the only cool thing i've ever done and i believe him which is so cute <laughs> and he just is like such a cheerleader for the team in this sort of very in this earnest like you go 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 like you're gonna win it like I like I believe in you like he would make a great life coach or just a coach in general um also he's a wine guy yeah he is I checked out his wine finsta and like he's definitely legit um I always I mean I don't want to get myself too deep into talking about this it always I think it's such a shame like I love NBA players being wine guys, but it just sucks that when you, like, get into wine and you're that rich, it's, like, you really just exclusively drink, like, Burgundy, Bordeaux, like, high-end Cali, high-end Oregon, and, like, maybe a Barolo, and it's just, like, there's so much cool wine out there that, like, I wish that they could, like, learn to love, like, so that you can appreciate the higher-end stuff in a different way. Um, Listen, so we're also going to pitch Laura as the NBA SOM. See, this is why we just need to be, like, just hired in a general way, and there's so much different stuff that we could do. Yeah, we are just a Swiss Army knife of skills. Yeah, so keep that in mind, Adam. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah, another Canadian, Benedict Matherin. Oh, what a lovely sweet amazing creature i'm really looking forward to seeing how his career blossoms yeah same um seems like a really good kid little montreal boy little montreal boy we love that and great style oh yeah definitely yeah really like off to a strong start in the fits game um james johnson did something bad James Johnson is not a good person. Yeah, he shouldn't be allowed to play. Nope. <laughs> but it's like that's it's proving the point from before that there's always a bad one on every team. Yeah, every every time. Um, Isaiah Jackson. Mm, no comment. Yeah, don't know anything about him. Buddy Heald. Great. Buddy Heald hated Sacramento and he loves Indiana. I liked how Blake and his thing called him the secretly old Buddy Heald. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my favorite part of Blake's entire thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but I love Buddy Healed. Um I like I think anyone named Buddy is okay by me. Yeah, I know. It's just it is like a, a secret old man 
You're just Buddy. Yeah, that's so cute. I would, like, name my kid Buddy, but just, like, name him Buddy, and that's, like, his name is Buddy. Mm. Or Pascal. I would name my kid Pascal, and then his nickname would be Buddy. Oh, it's like, is that his middle name? Pascal Buddy. Pascal Buddy, but in quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Pascal Buddy, what? Fold. <laughs> Pascal Buddy um, Brown. <laughs> um... Oh, speaking of brown, there's a guy in the Pacers called Kendall Brown I've never heard of. Same. And Tyrese Halliburton, we've already established that we love. He's 23. I keep forgetting that. He's five. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Laura (laughs) found out a really fun fact about Tyrese Halliburton today. He's a leap year baby. That's right. He's a leap year baby. He was born on February 29th, 2000. He's a Y2K baby. That's like a very magic birthday to be a leap year baby in the year 2000. Is it more magical than Ice Spice being born on January 1st, 2000? No, it's less magical. (laughs) That's the coolest. That's cooler. (laughs) This is just an interesting observation. And by interesting, I mean super boring. (laughs) That their like last names really skew towards the second half of the alphabet on this team Ooh! oh yeah like Like there's a brown first alphabetically because i was reading it in reverse alphabetical order for no reason um first we have a brown and then second halliburton and they lost another brown so they lost one b they had only brown true yeah they lost one of their b's they have like a crazy plan to only represent h and beyond as someone who's in the back half of the alphabet I appreciate that. I'm in the front half, and so I feel a little weirded out by this. When you get to the middle, man, like, it's just, it feels weird. Do you think a lot about, like, your slot alphabetically? When I was a kid, yeah, definitely. I I really do. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like such a weird kinship with, like, other F last names. Yeah, and also because my first name is in the back half of the alphabet so no matter which way you slice it it's like middle and after right and there are so many sarah's and there are so many mcdonald's and then mcdonald's and there are just so many versions of a mac mick and that when you get to me it's like you're almost tired right do you feel like a kinship with tj mcconnell because you're both like mick mac absolutely yeah cool yeah like i I don't, I don't have a kinship with any McDonald's. I've been mistaken for a McDonald's yeah. so many times in my life. That's rough. But TJ McConnell with the small C, big C, I get it. I got a big D in my name. Are there any? And I got that big D energy. <laughs> I'm on one today. <laughs> Are there any other mix in the NBA? Probably. I can't think of There are thousands of players. Yeah. Cool. Shout out to them and shout out to all of the players with F last names. Those are our people. Um, on that thrilling note. Boyfriend of the week time. It's time for boyfriend of the week. Um, I'll go first because it relates to the Pacers. Yeah, I was going to say. I like don't have that. I mean, we've said a lot about this person. <laughs> it's Tyrese Halliburton. Woo! Um, Tyrese Halliburton is the first person to be voted boyfriend of the week by both of us. We will share boyfriends. It's totally fine and totally normal. Cool. Tyrese loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like all of my boyfriends of the weeks are scrubs. <laughs> 
Like, there's always, like, an element of my boyfriend of the week where it's, like, and he's, like, a nasty dirt bag. Like, he, like We're not even going to get into the Jaime Hackes Jr. Uh, oh. fit that looked like he was on his way home to play, like, Call of Duty. Um. I wanted a nice boyfriend for once in my life. He's, like, he's the unicorn youth who's, like has a girlfriend immediately and treats her so well and you're like oh i wish i could have someone like you like that's what i would have thought when i was 23 yeah um so i'm happy for you yeah i think like when it was when tyrese was your boyfriend it was when like chet holmgren was my boyfriend and we had like the grossest (laughs) day ever and i was like on the tyrese day like everyone is just like clean yeah tyrese halliburton and i are going to like we're on a trip to London going to the V&A Museum and you're at home in Chet's basement listening to A Perfect Circle. Yeah, like as he takes Do you want some cheese? <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, this is my week to skip down the street hand in hand with Tyrese. Uh, what do you think his favorite Beatles album is? I think that it's Revolver. Really? I think it's like he has Rubber Soul Revolver energy. And nice, that's nice. Yeah, because it's like those are like the most mod, mm-hmm. which is his era. I think he puts it on but doesn't understand it. Yeah. So like he'd need you. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be like a cute part of our day. Totally. We would just listen to Revolver <laughs> over and over again until I I deem that he gets it. <laughs> anyway, that's that. Who's your boyfriend? My boyfriend of the week this week is new retiree Marc Gasol. I've always had this, like, crush on Marcus All, especially when he was in the bubble and he, like, it's not that losing weight makes you hotter. It's the confidence that Marcus All had in the championship season and onwards that made him very hot to me. Um, yeah, he's, I-, I wanted to pick an NBA boyfriend who was, like, a real man. And one of the things I love about Marcus All is... He said once that he doesn't like, he wants to, he grows his own vegetables and he grows his own food because he wants his children to know that they come from a place that's not a store and that it's like actually nature. That's so beautiful. (laughs) It is. It's wonderful. Marcus all retired this week and he had a beautiful video and I love listening to him when he speaks Spanish and like, I think he's in the shadow of his brother pal a lot, but Mark was an invaluable part of our team. He's like the one reason why Joel Embiid is the way that he is today. Like Joel, he shut down Joel Embiid and turned Joel Embiid into the Joker basically. Um, and no, no NBA champion will ever top Marcus all slamming his giant hand on the side of that double decker bus while he like downs a bottle of rosé <laughs> cheap shitty rosé like it's a Coors Light and he has to be held by Danny Green while like the Prime Minister of Canada is on stage <laughs> it's just ma- magnificent I love him <laughs> that is that's such a beautiful choice um I definitely have to say that Marcus Sol for me is like not a player that I have a crush on but definitely more just one of those like best friends like just such a beautiful soul, um, such a wonderfully, yeah, skilled, subtle mm. player. Um, the epitome of a player who, like, whose value doesn't always show up on a stat line. I think it's so beautiful that they're retiring his number on the Grizzlies. And, you know, even though maybe, like, I don't have the biggest crush on Marcus Gasol, 
I would still love nothing more than to like spend the day in Spain with Marc Gasol. Oh, the food, the wine, mm-hmm, everything mm-hmm. would just I think he he would give you like the hospitality would just be on another level. Yeah. And I wouldn't even care. Like I'd be like hanging out with his kids, hanging out with his wife, whatever, the whole Gasol family. We all take please, a siesta, like take me in. Just adopt me, please. Yeah. Great. I love that. Well, thank you for listening. We love you. Next week, we're going back to the West, the Southwest. Ooh. And we'll see you all then. Thank you so much for listening. Um, Go Pacers. Bye for now. Bye.